Can yeah. we uh, can we talk about our incredible merch over at uh, Elite Sports? Yeah, what you got? Just in time for the holidays. Oh, Get yeah? your squaring around hat. Hey, you like it? I fucking love it. I like how it's the traditional green snapback. I've never owned a snapback like that. I've wanted one so bad in like the Obey era. And now I finally can. EliteSports.com, use code square at checkout. It's so cool. And I use code square for home field apparel. I did a little Christmas shopping this past week. I got some uh, siblings who go to different schools at home field does support use code square got my 10 percent discount so and i put a little bit of money right back in our pocket so yeah, shout out a, uh are you, are you kidding me they they support the merchant marine academy <laughs> before texas state they support texas a&m oh, okay gotcha and they don't, i don't think they do utsa though take me home they don't so that that's the other one that if they got UT, if utsa popped up before texas state we'd have a problem not I don't know why they don't make t-shirts with, like, the rivalry. That'd be a cool rivalry t-shirt. Tired of winning the tailgate but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans. Get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. Welcome back to another episode of Squaring Around here on the Republic of Football Podcast Network. Andrew, this time last year, this is my birthday week. My birthday was yesterday on Happy Tuesday. Happy birthday to Today you. is Happy Wednesday, December the 13th. Happy birthday, dear The Jacob. San Antonio Spurs are going to snap their 17-game losing streak against who? The Los Angeles Lakers. That's how you guys can remember this moment in history. It's not happening. Good I luck. Hope. Happy birthday, Jakey. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go see the Lake Show tonight. Uh, but what I'm excited to talk about is for the first time, I think I don't even think we had a podcast at this time last year because I was probably a bitch and was like, it's my birthday week. Let's not do a podcast. And I didn't have any other obligations in my life. So we could, you know, we well, have one obligation. Now you don't have any. Now you just. Have yeah, there you go. That's probably a better explanation for that. Um, now, I guess, like, what is even post bowl or post bowl selection coverage look like to you because to me it looks very fucking boring from everybody else doing it right now and i don't want to do anything <laughs> like that shit you know because right now it's like this intermediary period between early signing period which starts on december 20th and then like true bowl game coverage whatever that game looks like right here's a piece of information that some texas state fans have not thought about and chewed over Spavadol came in withers came in and the goal was always to go bowling not only because Texas State had never been bowling before, but when you have a new team, more practices is better, especially when you consider the transfer portal. You look at some of the guys who jump in the transfer portal, a lot of those teams did not make the bowl game. There's no more practices. Their seasons are done, where Texas State has one more game to play. Really? What the Bobcats are doing right now is practicing. That's what's the craziest part. They're in film study they're in the weight room. They're breaking down film. The coaching staff is still working, and it's building camaraderie, Jacob. That's the deep, big thing. That's why going to a bowl game is so important, especially for a program like Texas State that's youngish, right? Only been an FBS program for like uh, 10 years and change. So you're a youngish program. You get extra practice times, extra reps. Younger guys are getting chances to get some reps in practice against the first teamers. That is what this time period in between – Bowl selection in the bowl is is building camaraderie with the with each other. That's what the football team is doing right now, not only at Texas State, but across the board. So this is huge. Yeah, be Indeed. big for Texas State right now. Yeah. And I didn't realize, I guess, that Rice had gone to a bowl game last year, but it was kind of like a gimme selection. Like that they it was just like the fallout of like not having enough six and six teams, which is an yeah. odd place to find yourself at the end of the year. Because then you're like, did we do it or did we do it? So and this goes back to what I was just saying. When you're a gimme selection, that's big for coaching staffs because hmm. you get extra time to see what guys are doing. And now with the transfer portal and NIL, you get more chances to look at guys. This is huge for programs across. And anytime you go to a bowl game, the reason this is on my mind is because I was thinking about Deion Sanders this past week. How at the beginning of the year, he kind of was just like, ah, if we go to a bowl game, we go to a bowl game. If we don't, we don't. It's big for new coaches. It's big for new programs. And every year, 
transfer portal pretty much makes new programs um, that pop up. It's big for those programs to get extra time to practice together, extra time to build bonds. And that's what Rice was able to do last year. And then a better season this year for it. And Texas State's trying to do it this year. I'm kind of, dude, I've been having, I've, I told some people at work this week, actually, I was like, I think I'm a Republican, guys. I'm a registered Republican because of the toll transfer portal and the, wow. like, everything else going on right now. It just gives me these like boomer takes in my head. I'm like, what the hell is this 27 year old playing right away? I just, you know, I, edit the, I edit the Aggie war pod. So like I got to hear Cravens kind of spin on transfer portal and stuff like that, too. So maybe those ideas are just floating around in my head perpetually, uh, you know. But it's not it's not the old you're, you. So you're against are you against players transferring or are you against old players transferring? I guess it's the old players that really grind my gears, you know, like the COVID scene. Heisman Trophy had it's like how many Heisman players? Trophy had three guys who were on their second team, all five, six year players. Hmm. That's that what's bothering you. Is that good or bad? I don't know. It's really the third team guys, you know. You don't which, like the guys which, that went which from by, one spot which, to another spot to another spot. Which carrying this back into Texas State, I guess, would be TJ Finley if he decides to go to the league or transfer to another school. It's that kind of player that would really grind my gears. And we could talk about it right now, too. TJ Finley says his future is kind of still up in the air. He's waiting to see what happens after the bowl win. And that was the kind of big soundbite that everybody was throwing around yesterday on Twitter. Like going like, oh. Do we have a quarterback next year? What What's going to happen? Or And I guess, like, how many futures does one player kind of, like, decide by himself, right? Like, TJ Finley, he's deciding, like, three or four people's futures immediately. Yeah, I I, I think so. I think that that's three or four guys immediately. Um, Who are, who are those three? It's him. It's, uh, it's, it's Malik and PJ, sure. for sure. Those two guys. I, I would go I, if you said three, I'd go TJ's future, Mac Leftwood's future, Ooh. and GJ Kenny's future. Because yeah. if TJ Finley leaves, all of a sudden those two guys now have to go in the portal again to find another guy. It's not easy, man. It's throwing yeah. darts at a at a board in the dark with a blindfold. You don't really know what you're going to get. Yeah. Now you'd hope your head coach can go get a TJ Finley, but you don't know if he's going to do that. What do you think about that? Because I have some takes on uh, on Finley saying he's going to wait till after the bowl game. Where what do you say? And you know what? Shoveling this back into Grandfather Mike's book of takes, I think it is because, or maybe it was Jay Arnold who said this shit too. I've, as you can tell, I've just finished editing their podcast because their ideas are so fresh in my mind. Uh, but they were saying it's because of the exclusivity of the position. You know, there's only one quarterback, so obviously that happens all the time in the quarterback position, especially now with all the things kind of floating around. My thing is like. Um, I think we only win like four games, honestly, without TJ, like he willed us through three more games and got the, that seventh win and will get us to eighth win, I think. But what do you, what do you make of him saying, wait till after Christmas, wait mm-hmm. till after the bowl game to make a decision? Where, where well, does that, it, how do you feel early signing that? period is December 20th, right? I feel like that is kind of early for a lot of people. He doesn't even know. He just had two kids. You know, he's going to miss his first Christmas actually with his first two kids or yeah, exactly. His first two kids. Stop so. dodging the question. I'm just saying, Jake I think Rodriguez. it's early. I think it's early. Do you, do you like that? He told the media that he told the fans after the bowl game, I'm going to make a decision. I think it kind of sucks. I mean, for me, like, right. Like if I asked that question at the press conference, I'm like, well, that's not an answer. You know, that's not really an answer for me. But then at the same time, if you're like, uh, if you're a good angel on your shoulder journalist, or you got the devil on your shoulder, you could write that story both ways. Like TJ Finley's out clearly didn't give an answer, gave a non-answer at the press conference. If you're a good guy journalist, you're like, ah, he's fine. You know, we still got a, you know, decision to make. You know what I'm saying? We talked before the podcast. You're getting a lot of uh, a lot of people telling you that you're doing a lot better job at the podcasting game, and I agree. I think you are. And you're here well, to the say, one yeah, part. Not... The one part you're struggling in is gas baggery. You gotta you gotta get these takes off. There's no he and ha in here. Here is it. No see because well, I don't really have a take on it. Honestly, I feel like I, I'm really I'm pro athlete, except for maybe oh, this I'm, specific category of athlete. I'm pro athlete too. Here's the thing. I I don't like that he said this. I, I, I saw the quote. I saw the Kef tweet with the quote. I love TJ Finley. He What he did this year for the Bobcats, he goes down in the history books as one of the best quarterbacks, one of the best Bobcats ever. That ass. Win, lose, or draw the bowl game. He he is in the is in the uh, the halls. I don't like that he said this because I don't like being held hostage as a fan. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about the transfer portal, we talk about guys leaving and coming. 
you you want the best for these athletes. I get that. But at the same time, as a fan, I'm being held hostage now by a 20-something-year-old guy who is telling me, hey, if we win the bowl game, I might get an IL deal to go play for Arkansas or go play for Auburn or go play for Arizona State, right? At the same time, if we lose the bowl game and those NIL deals don't come, well, we're running it right back. So now am I rooting against my team to lose the bowl game so TJ Finley comes back next year to play? Like, just don't give me anything. And I understand Texas State. He's got so much time, too, is the thing. He's a redshirt sophomore, you know? And I understand, look, Chris Coons has been great to us. Shout out the SIDs. They have done a really good job. But when it comes to media training, that's not the answer I want to hear. Not a good one. Because I'm telling I you, there's want... like two journalists that probably both wrote that story. It's like, TJ Finley's definitely out, and TJ Finley's definitely in. That's I, the way you look at it. I don't want to hear that as a fan. I want you to be committed to Texas State. I want you to tell me, like, and I him saying, oh, I'll make a decision after the bowl game. Okay, great. But as, a, as his teammate, no. Right. If I'm if I'm Hawkins, if I'm Cole Wilson, if I'm Joe Dirt, what the fuck? You're gonna leave? Like if we win the ball game, you're you're gone. Well, does that mean I have to leave too? Should yeah. I be looking at other other places too? And let's keep I, it one hundred. Those three guys that you mentioned, like, will probably get some looks, but will not get tampered with or anything to the even to like the remotely close. Yeah, as TJ, like, there's always going to be something nuts that goes here's, on with the quarterback. Here's room. the correct answer. TJ Finley, are you going to be back next year at Texas State? The correct answer is we are focused on the bowl game. I have a new family. I have two kids. I'm focused on my family. I'm focused on this bowl game. Everything else will solve itself. Now, that's kind of what he said, right? But that's not what he said. He said, I'm going to make a decision after the bowl game, which yeah. means that there's a decision to be made. And then don't the tell day, me there's a decision. The next day, I followed him on Instagram. The next day, he posted this like collab with Adidas, like, Use my link in the bio. And I was like, damn it. Well, but you, if you think about it too, right? If you're a pro player, you have to be like, wow, well, this guy's a young kid. He's got a young family. He's trying to cash in all he can. He doesn't know his his possibilities maybe even after college life, right? A lot of these guys do not end up playing in the league. Or if they do, it's like a you know resume builder, basically. I I think that they, you got a good point here. There, there's something that was brought up a couple years ago. That players come and go but the jersey stays forever when we talk about the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. right? And you talk about the Spurs or the Lakers or whatever. Like, players come and go. Those jerseys get filled with a bunch of different names. But the name on the front is the name that I root for. I, I love TJ Finley. I love Joey Hobart. Brady McBride and I are friends. Brian London and I are I, – I don't want to call us best friends, but I would say that we're close enough that I could text him happy birthday and he would say thank you, okay? I'm rooting for Texas State. I'm rooting for the Bobcats. I'm all for the player. Have fun, make the money, get the education. I'm all for that. But at the end of the day, I am pro Bobcat. And if TJ Finley leaves Texas State, I'm not going to DM him and say, I can't believe you did this. I'm not going to be tweeting at him angrily or texting angry things at him. I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to be upset that he left Texas State. I am going to be upset that he gave a non-answer in a press conference before the bowl game. And to answer your question earlier, what is the time in between? That is what this time is filled with, is this this conversation about, like, yeah. what's going to well, happen? Would you rather him straight up lie to you? Would you rather him be like, yes. oh, yeah, we're going to focus completely 100% on Texas State. And then, like, a month after the bowl game, he's like, deuces. National signing. Honestly, day. I'm a Razorback. I wouldn't mind that. I would. I would. I would rather him. I would rather him say right now, I'm 100 percent committed, committed to Texas State, and then leave after the bowl game and say, "Hey, an NIL deal came up." Because I get that it's a business. It's yeah. no longer. It's what no is, longer. What did Matt fun. Rule say? He said that a good quarterback will cost you like a million dollars or something in the portal. If you throw a million much. dollars at me, I will stop doing this fucking podcast tomorrow. <laughs> it, and it's a business. And I'm I'm not a dumb person. I understand that. It used to be for the love of the game, and then it was for education, and then it was for how much money can a booster give you in a duffel bag. But now it's a it's an economy. There's money behind it. Mm-hmm. So if a quarterback, TJ Finley or other, goes in the transfer portal and goes gets a ton of money from a power five school, I'm not gonna be upset about that because I understand the economy of the sport. But, but you in the don't moment tell me, but you don't tell me before the bowl game. I don't know. I might be here. I might not. I don't want to hear that. 
I guess, and that's the problem with like the way that the college football is like set up right now is like with the whole like the expansion of the playoffs and shit like that. It won't really affect Texas State, right? Texas State's not going to play for a national title. Win, win the Sun Belt, the and you can, you need to win three more games. You mm-hmm. win the Sun Belt Championship, you need to win three more games after that, maybe. But yeah. I don't know. Perhaps maybe you get into like a Liberty situation. There's going to be like an at-large, whatever you know, some bullshit yeah. team like that every year. But like that's like the very cream of the crop. You know, you need to go thirteen and zero. You need to fucking declare to the world that Liberty is the best G five in the country to get to that shit. That's a ridiculous presser too. Uh, I think I inserted part of that into our show from last week. But anyway, like I don't know. Like it's just like a whole can of worms, basically, that's been opened up this past year. And I don't know, like, if anybody knew it was going to be this bad before it got this bad. And then maybe it, yeah, it will, it'll be, it'll be better once like the COVID seniors and stuff like that all gets cleared up and shit like that. It's going to get so much worse before it gets better, Jacob. So? It's going to get ah. so much worse before it gets better. You know, that's the problem with men is that like men always try to solve things, you know, and that's like the whole like listening thing that like <laughs> therapists tell you about is like, well, maybe when you hear somebody having a problem, don't try to solve it. And you're like, what? I, I'm a builder. I can fix this problem. Cause full playoff expansion. You know, one of the 24 teams. Uh <laughs> Do a no, college I mean, football March Madness bracket out of football. You fucking idiot. 64 teams. Um, no, I mean, like, it's going to get so much worse before it gets better. Uh, men are in charge thing, of solving this issue, I think. The one thing I can agree with Texas State fans on is that the group of five is going to get left out. And there's going to be some blatantly being left out. The, the, the marketing Texas State, and not only Texas State, but the Sun Belt has to do to make the Sun Belt respected, that could be a conversation we could have right now, too, is like, how do you, if you're Keith Gill, convince the rest of the nation and college football fans in large that the Sun Belt is to be taken seriously? Because if Texas State wins the conference, let's say let's say Texas State next year, they play Arizona State. Who? What's the other uh, out-of-conference game they play? They play Arizona State and they he play plays, he plays Sam Arizona Sam State. Houston State. And give me a second, I'm like right on this thing right now. But I have Chat GPT open another fucking tab and Lamar. We play Lamar, UTSA, okay. Arizona State, and UTSA. In addition to Sam Houston, UTSA needs to win ten games next year. Arizona State needs to win nine games next year, and Texas State needs to win the conference. Yeah, and be like maybe a one-loss team or two-loss team if they want to get in the playoffs next year. Like well, that's, honestly, that's, that's legitimately what, that's what took out some win from us early on in the season is that like we were what three and one after we beat the dog shit out of uh, Jackson State. Was it Jackson State? Nevada. Or? We're three and we didn't beat the dog shit out of Nevada. They almost beat the fuck out of us. Uh, but whatever, we were three and one at the end of that non-conference run. And then it was like, who the fuck has Texas State played? And it was like, that's fair, honestly, considering how Baylor shook out. <laughs> and then UTSA was broken, literally playing with a quarterback who had a knee hanging by a thread. And then, but, you know. But, that, but that's what needs to happen. Like, And that's not Texas State. That's everybody. Like, If you're a group of five team, to get in the playoffs next year are 12 teams. You need to be one loss or two, one or two losses. The losses cannot come in non-conference. And you got the non-conference games you beat or teams you beat have to be good. That's what's going to take for a Sunbelt team to get in. All of that being said, the Sunbelt needs to be treated with respect as, look, are they better than the ACC? I don't think anybody would argue they're better than the ACC. Are they better than the Big Ten or SEC? No. Or the Big 12? No. I don't think the Sunbelt's better than any of those conferences. What about the American? because of the competition on the field, because of the money behind them. The money, the facilities behind it are, are just more. So for Texas State, you got to get a better you got to get a better TV deal with ESPN the next time it comes up, and I think it's 2026 that it comes up. And you have to consistently win these non-conference games. Now they've done the winning on the non-conference schedule. The money needs to come up. If Texas State is a drop in the butt, like the TV deal they have comparative to the Power Five TV contracts, is a drop in the bucket. Oh yeah, no shit. But you you have to find a way to get more money either from Fox or ESPN, get more money from one of those. That money trickles down to the rest of the schools. The facilities get better. And all of a sudden you get a little bit more respect because the one thing everybody respects is green money. Yeah, I've been bringing about this a lot. The wild card Texas State has is hosting that presidential debate. 
Fox News, Fox Sports exclusive Texas State games. Um, is it going to be on? You think it's going to be on Fox Sports? Uh, Arizona well, State versus Texas State? I don't know. Honestly, I think it'll be on ESPN. It's a big, big 12 versus what I don't belt. like about this schedule already is that we play against two uh, sister like sis, or system schools like it's Lamar and Sam Houston. Those are both within the I don't think anybody else cares system. about that. And as I had a fight with somebody online, UTSA, I had a bad week, uh, I don't know, a month ago or so. Uh, but I had a bad couple of weeks and I was like, I'm ready to take my frustrations out of some stranger on the internet. And I realized that Texas state is not really the system. Like it's not like the name in the system. It's Texas state university. The system itself says that they have 13 or whatever, how many ever schools that's their like flagship school, which I guess you could say Texas state is, but it also isn't at the same time, though the system itself is named the Texas state university system. Just to give you some fucking mind math. You're talking about the versus UT where it's like UTSA, UT El Paso. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Texas State University. If if, if the Longhorns are playing El Paso and UTSA, would you say that's a poor out-of-conference schedule? No. If the Longhorns are playing UTSA and UTEP, you say that's a bad out-of-conference schedule? I think for some reason people want to see that. There's a lot of T-shirt Longhorn fans across the state. I'm asking you. Do you think that's a bad out-of-conference schedule? Uh, yeah, for the Longhorns. I mean, they're not going to look like look, shit. And I'm I'm saying you put Texas State on that same pedestal that playing Lamar and Sam Houston State is it's a bad out of conference schedule because I'm looking too... at how Sam Houston looked this year. Zim. I'm asking you, is yes. that you yes. put them on the same level? OK, yeah. that's what I want to Yes, we are Alabama to those guys. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Yes. I was going to ask you, though, what do you think of the the comp between the American Conference and the Sun Belt specifically? Because that's like one that gets floated around. Like, are these two the best G5s in the country? And like, really, like, if you're if you're Keith Gill specifically, like that, those are the matchups specifically that you have to win every single time. Texas State going up against Rice, American versus Sun Belt. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that that's in the same. You're right about that. Um, the money is a difference. It's no. the the regional contracts that those teams have versus what Texas State has with ESPN Plus. Uh, I think the Americans getting paid a little bit more than Texas or than the the Sun Belt, and that's you go to the you go to the operating table or the, the negotiating table, and you say, look, App State beat Al- or A and M, right? Uh, Arkansas State almost beat Minnesota. You you go across these, and not only that, but just like the hail mary a couple of years ago with Al or uh, Appalachian State and uh, Troy, right? Like. There are made-for-television events that ESPN needs to be paying. But the question will be, will they pay it? Or, sprinkle this in here, a little, um, you know, reckless speculation. Put that graphic on the deal. Reckless speculation. Everybody's talking about these streamers paying all this extra money. Apple TV, Amazon, Netflix, like, Sunbelt. Is anybody going to get into that? We, I've been talking for years. A behind the scenes on the Sun Belt. It did kill the Pac-12. Show. That same deal. I, in even in theory, not even worked out on paper. Killed the Pac-12. So who knows? Well, the, that the Pac-12's regional network was awful, and yeah. that's the beauty about the that's the beauty about the Sun Belt is because it's the Southeast. Nobody would buy a Sun Belt package. I, I don't. I don't think anybody is like yeah. going to Dish and being like, or going to DirecTV and being like, "Well, I need to have the Sun Belt channel." But I think like if you if you're Netflix live, if you go into live sports, Sunbelt would be a pretty cheap contract, all things considered. Apple TV, if they want a cheap contract, all things considered, it'd be more money than ESPN or Fox Sports could give. And you have a tailgate show and you do the whole thing and you just do smaller conference. What if Apple just bought all the group of five? Mm. Like just all the group of five, Apple just own their TV contracts. So they get Boise State and they get UTSA and they get you know, Memphis and Texas state and app state. You don't think that'd be worth something? You know, it's crazy. I feel like we're we're just like regressing as like media. Like we're going like from like traditional broadband and cable experience. And then we're like basically doing the same thing, but without cords again, like, you know, like it's like this all like, it's like cyclical in nature, this problem that we're having. And it's just like being thrown across the board and accessibility. And that's what Keith Gill needs to do. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I, and this is going to be effed up. So buckle in. People are not going to be happy with this. Keith Gill probably doesn't care if you watch on ESPN Plus. He just Bang. wants ESPN Plus money. Right? He doesn't care if you don't go to Georgia State games. He wants to make sure that people buy ESPN Plus. 
So they get the money. He doesn't care who's going to these games. Like, Texas State for years, we need to get more fans in the stadium. Somebody's not saying, like, you need to have more fans in the stadium. Well, maybe they are, but, like, because yeah. they're yeah. forbidden. But it's more yeah. of Texas State being like, we need that revenue money. Like, you know, like, let's be, let's call a spade a spade here. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll we'll see what happens with the next deal. But uh, that that's the, that is the difference. A lot of fans want to argue, will Texas State or uh, Troy at the top of the conference, um, Marshall at the top of the conference, Jamie at the top of the conference? Well, they could beat anybody. They could play with anybody. Yeah, that's fair. But money-wise, all these schools can outspend on coaches, on resources, on facilities, and that's what the Sun Belt re- lacks in. And yeah. for Texas State, it's going to take boosters like you and me when we get rich and famous um, to pay – to buy these things like they, they it's going to need uh boosters and outside to supplement what our tv contract lacks if we want to make that jump yeah that is a very fair assessment i agree wow so this is what bowl game coverage looks like everybody wah, wah, wah. at some point we're going to be teaming up with the roost guys and we're going to talk all manner of things owls and bobcats i guess do bobcats eat owls? I guess if they are given the opportunity, but not all the time. Owls are huge. Owls are huge. You know how big Hedwig know. was at the end of Harry Potter? I think it was fucking ginormous. When they spoiler alert. Oh no. When JK killed Hedwig in that seventh book, that's when you knew shit was gonna get real. In yeah, the first, it was like the third bird. chapter. It's like the third chapter, Hedwig dies, and I was like, oh. That's we what we're a, doing. A bunch of guys listening to Square and Round li- li- reading that third or that sixth book going, what the fuck, Zimmel? I know. <laughs> it's only been like 10 years, 15 years. Sorry, that's guys. Our, that's our core audience. It's like sixth graders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta get those AR points. I was the AR king. Did I ever tell you that? Dude, I was that fucking AR king, dude. I, I guarantee you I believe you out of the water. I would your fucking ass in AR points. I, I guarantee you I blew you out of the water. What was your oh, final? Fucking shit. My final score? I don't know because I moved around a little bit as a little kid. But in the fifth grade, for one year, I racked up 500 points. 698, set the district record. Set the the next year, the next year, kid I went to church with, okay, CCD, good Catholic kid, went to Notre Dame. Shout out to Brendan Keene. He blew mine out of the water at like 700. Damn. Now, I contend he moved in in the fourth grade. So all of those like little kid books that you had to get, he mm-hmm. had all those stockpiled. So yeah. I had already used them. Like when I was in first through fourth grade, he could just pull those out there and just like, you know, you do 10 books at four points a piece. That's 40 extra points, baby. You know what I mean? That that counts for something. Um, so that's, you know, I'm not saying, I'm just saying I set the bar and then it was jumped the next year. It was like Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, honestly. Yeah, that's what you. we were. Yeah. you were, And that, that now, was roided. That seems like a roided system. Too. Oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, kinda. Let me tell you. I will say this: middle school, middle school. We had two elementary schools. They funnel mm-hmm. into the same middle school. I went to church with all the guys at one elementary school. The other elementary school was in the hill country. So I come into the middle school in Bandera, and we're at the in lunch the table city. in eighth grade. In the big in city, grade, big city. In eighth grade, one of the guys was like, "I was always concerned that you were going to be like the valedictorian because you seem really smart." But now I get to know you. I'm not worried. Moron. Just saying, it was tough times. It was, I, uh, it was a real shot to the ego. I was very upset. I spent, I think I talked about it in this podcast before, but I spent third and fourth grade in Laredo, and that's why I don't know my multiplication table still. Do not ask me math questions. I will bust out a fucking calculator because I looked up a lot of YouTube tutorials on how to use calculators to get to fucking answers to things. Anyway, I remember this kid. His name is Pepe Aguilar. I remember his full government name. And I'm saying that right now on this podcast, I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations have passed on this because it's AR points. It's not a federal statute. But his mom uh, was the computer teacher at school. So he would get to school like an hour and a half in advance and then fucking wah, 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 fucking mm-hmm. rack up all these AR points. Meanwhile, I'm in the fucking lab. I'm, I'm putting my time. I'm like Rocky, you know, the American dream. I'm on pop. Dude, I got he that. He was always like 100 points or more above me. And I was so pissed. I chased him for two years. Never could touch him. Fucking asshole. Awesome. Pee on Pepe. Pee on Pepe. That's what I used to say. I knew- I knew what some people would do. What some people would do is they would have their friend take the AR test and tank it. But mm-hmm. you get to see the answers afterwards. Yeah. So the person next door take would dive. see those answers 
Mm -hmm. And that would just help goose the numbers. What was the biggest book you read to get the most AR points? Like, you know, that had they had. Oh, like, Aragon, Aragon. Dude, Four I read Aragon yeah. too, bro. Yes. Dude, those great book. Excellent great book. book. It was like 25 points. It's fucking nuts. It was great. It's crazy. And I read the whole Warrior Cap series. You knocked that. The beauty of that is like you. Ooh, see, I didn't do that. Didn't I, I did those. I did the nonfiction books. I oh, did. An, okay. I did. I did Aragon, so fantasy type, Harry Potter, and then I hit the nonfiction books. I'll tell you, for a long period, I knew every single minute from eight fifty five to the Pentagon crash during nine eleven. I was a nine eleven <laughs> buff, bro. That's crazy. I had man. All that down pat. I was like. Reading about the Mujahideen and shit, I was raiding. Well, I was in like you, well, you know the facts like, that the government wants out there. I should say. Oh yeah. Oh, there you go. No, but I was. I, I know was the facts it. that they don't want out there. I read those I books. I was locked. And they don't give a lot of points for those books. I'll just let you know. Yeah, you don't get a lot of points for that. I'm reading like declassified, like Pentagon Papers, and like <laughs> how many points is this? Thirteen points. I get thirteen points for this. All right, whatever. Fucking <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. No, it was. It was solid. It was solid. solid. Uh, the Titanic. That was another one where there was like. I, mean, you know, I was, I was like, Titanic. all right, I'll just become an expert in this subject in fourth grade. Mm -hmm. This is the problem, though. As little boys and little girls were chasing each other, playing tag and giving flowers, you and me are reading books about, like, dumb Fucking... shit, trying to get AR points. Yes, trying our best, yeah. Aragon. Know, you Had can't to train do your math. dragon, basically. <laughs> That's tough. Low-key, the plot for Aragon is exactly like How to Train Your Dragon, now that I'm thinking about it. 100%. But I would argue Aragon's much better. All right. Enough of this. Enough. Question of the podcast. Okay. I so I put this to you before we came on air. Yes. I want to get... It, even though you told me not to. I want to get... Violating listener, our trust. I want to get listener answers too. So at Squaring Around on Twitter. Tweet at us. Or X at us. Whatever. Z at us. I don't know. Um, Elon, figure it out. Would you rather be the man... At a group of five level, or another good player at a power five team, so A and M, Texas, whatever. Now the caveat is you're not going pro. Does not matter. You're not going to the NFL, CFL, NFL Europe, whatever. Like this is your peak of your athletic career. Would you rather be the man at a group of five school or another guy at a power five school? I would want to be the man, honestly. Okay. I have Why? a very frail ego and. <laughs> And I think some of these transfer portal stories, you know, you go from like, for example, UTSA, Texas State, maybe, and you transfer over to the SEC. You ain't shit, man. They got fucking 50 guys just like your ass. and They could do anything they want to you over there now, especially if you're like undersized for your position or maybe you spay like a very special skill set, like you're a slot or you're, you know, DB safety or something like that, where you only work in a system, something. I don't know. It gets kind of challenging at that next level. And then you're like, damn, this guy's 6'2". I played against him in the sixth grade and I blew up my groin. True story, by the way. Didn't end up going well for me. So you, you would rather be the man? The man anywhere, okay. yeah. If that means I'm the man at the very highest level or if I'm the man at the very lowest like level, FCS, D3. If, as long as I'm the man, I'm okay. So you don't listen to Brian London or Brady or anybody come on the podcast and talk about how like nobody cared? Like they were the man at Texas State. Like oh, Brady was the man at Texas State. More like I, I was the man at Texas he State. He was the starting quarterback for an FBS program that won four games his whole fucking time. He was I'm here. just saying. Okay, Brian London, all time career. Yeah, tackle Brian player. London was more closer to the man at Texas State. What is the like now? You get NIL deals and everything, which I think that maybe you know that paint like you know pockets it a little bit easier. Yeah. I, you go to one of these, I you know, I love Texas State. I went to Texas State. I'm a Bobcat through and through. But you go to one of these Power 5 schools that care about football. Like, Changes you're just game. another guy at Alabama or Georgia. There's some pretty nice benefits that come from that, you know. There's and you don't have to nice play football benefits. anymore. You just you just get to pay to get work out and hang out with and, the boys. And if you, if you accidentally fall ass backwards into a big play, like, say, you know, fourth quarter, starting safety gets hurt. They throw your ass in there. Just we need a prayer, and you accidentally end up forcing a fumble, or you accidentally get an interception, or you accidentally, you know, break off a big run, and now you're like a local legend. You were just another guy. You weren't a Heisman contender. You weren't a five star recruit. 
Yeah, you're but you're, now you're on SEC top 10 or something. And now now all of a sudden you're like Chris Davis for Auburn. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what the hell is Chris Davis doing now? But he's always got this kick six. Being, I would agree being the man at Texas State would be a very cool deal. But being another guy at one of these group of or these power five schools, there's some there's some good stuff that comes with it too. Yeah, there's no, I get stuff you. You know what? It. You know, I, I, the only situation where I think it's really good to be that way is when you're at like a Stanford, a Columbia, or like something that's going to set you up for the rest of your fucking life, and you don't have to be the man on the field because those teams suck ass. You know, like for the most part. I mean, Stanford a couple years ago was an amazing team, and this year I think what they beat. They beat uh, Colorado, Colorado, the best team in the country, fucking weeks one through five, pretty much. So, you know, I don't know. Okay. But I think like if you you get one of those, like, and you know what? Those schools, the Ivy League does recruit the Valley and there's always some dumbass who gets recruited in the Valley, commits, drops their commitment to go to the SEC or something. But you could have been a fucking Harvard man or something. You could have gone to Yale. You could have your whole future set up right there, buddy. What are you doing? So power five, power five. We're talking. We're saying that like Northwestern probably be like the best school, right? In the power five, you're Vanderbilt, an aspiring journalist. Stanford. Well, you know, Northwestern's got some pretty good stuff. I don't know. Well, I, Northwestern now, I don't know. Now, yeah, now you want to go Northwestern? Yeah. Uh, Stan, so Stanford, Vanderbilt. You know, there's a couple. Rutgers. Mm. Rutgers terrible. Oh yeah, Vandy would be kind of sick because you're still in the SEC, but you're at a really smart school, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're a big baseball guy, you win the Natty every year, pretty much. Oh, uh, that would. Could you imagine being a football player but being like a big baseball fan and you're just getting your ass kicked every day, but you're like in the weight room and the baseball team's like working out? You're like, hey, go get them, boys! Like, go get them, boys! Hey, give me some box seats next week. What do you say? Yeah, right. Anyway, I wanted, to, I wanted to pose that question to you. And if you have an answer, if you disagree with Jacob, you disagree with me. Jacob says he'd rather be the man. I'm leaning more towards being just another guy at Alabama or Georgia. Let's get some very, engagement. Let's get those engagement numbers up. Very rarely am I a cog in the machine, you know? And uh, I really like being that way sometimes. It's fun just editing a little podcast for somebody else, creating their vision, you know? So, I don't know. Maybe things will change for me eventually. Like spit all over myself. I was salivating over that take. Oh my gosh. Zimmo, that was so good. Yeah. <laughs> Clip that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that this is where you get this is where you're gonna earn that paycheck and edit. Yeah. How's that? Get, uh, get that slobber. You wanna talk about balancesto, amigo? Oh sure. Well, let me let you guys in on the secret. Men's basketball team not doing hot right now. No. Four four and five overall. They beat Jarvis Christian. Everybody knows our known rival, Jarvis Christian. Holy shit. I've had this it's one still scheduled early. on my mind for forever. They beat the dog shit out of this team, 107 to 55. And they didn't start off that way. Let's be, let's be honest. I don't know. So oh, what is, are you panicked yet about the, the basketball team? Nah. The men's side? You, you wrote a, this is how we're going to do the, the, the breakdown every week is that when we talk basketball, you're the men's basketball expert. I'm the women's basketball expert because, you know, those are how we wrote. The those are the teams we stuff. get along. I think those are the teams that get along with us equally, too. Like, they like yeah. it. The coaches, respectively. Yeah. Coach Johnson likes me. Coach Z likes you. He they just both, doesn't know me. They both tolerate us individually. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I don't know. All right, so women's basketball is 5-3. and three. They lost their last game as well. They're 1-2 and two on the road. Uh, they lost to Oklahoma State in a close one, 67 to 52. They play on Thursday. It's their last game before the, uh, well, actually, no. I was going to say, I think it's their last game before the Christmas break, but they, they have more games coming up next week. Uh, they play Denver, and then they play at Florida International, Chicago State, Alabama AM. And then that's when they have their break. And after Christmas is when we get our conference schedule started. So they play Georgia State on the 30th of December. I'll be in town, Jacob. What do you Ooh. think? You want to go to go to a Texas State game on the thirtieth? On the thirtieth of December, what is women's that? basketball? Bust out my calendar here. I think I will be in the valley still. Yeah, yeah. That makes I'm sense. working New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. It's such a pain in the ass being in media. Everybody, if you're wondering, like, oh wow, I want to follow my dreams and be like Andrew and Zimmel. First of all, don't be really good at math or something else. Do not go to Laredo for third and fourth grade. That'll set you up for success. And maybe you get recruited to go to Columbia or something. You can really turn your life around. 
I always think about that. I'm like, should I like the Shoni Otani thing came across and I was like, fuck, should I have worked harder? Was that like my problem? Could I have gone to like Harvard or Yale yeah, your as like problem a baseball is player? You worked too hard and that's what injured your arm. Remember that, Zim? That's fair. Do you think I, I, I truly believe that I'm going to be able to force my kids into being like athletic superstars? Like my, it's one of those things. Stephen Colbert has a joke wow. that he wrote about in his first book. And he said that like your dad pushed his dreams into you. You do it to your kid. And if your kid doesn't achieve it after two generations, it's probably a dumb dream to begin with. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm probably going to do. I'm going to try to force my kid to be a, a world-class baseball player. And if it doesn't work, then the dream was probably dumb to begin with. I had a very positive upbringing. It was just like whatever I wanted to do. But because of that, like I'd missed out on like learning to play an instrument because I was never really into that. But like now I just don't know how to play an instrument, even though there's a good a guitar right behind me. I still don't know how to play it. But yeah, just leaned into my if own you, talents. And that's why I did fucking martial arts. And now look at you. Look at me now. You're rolling around with grown. You're rolling around with grown men on the weekends. Dude, I am so beat up right now. Look at this. I got a thing on my face. There's a couple cuts and bruises. There's a huge. I got a huge fucking bruise on my chest is that a hickey no it's not a hickey look at that somebody punched me in the freaking shoulder those those orgies get kind of crazy huh buddy honestly yeah Yeah, jujitsu uh if you're looking for a christmas gift there's a uh website that has a bunch of uh, auction stuff i saw a taylor swift signed guitar for 300 bucks and i almost sent it to you and be like for the woman in your life Hey, this is a take I was going to get off last week with Colton on here, but uh, how convenient would it have been to cover college football had Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey age appropriate, obviously. So in a perfect world, had they dated when Travis Kelsey was in college, like we would have known a lot of things about the portal because the Swifties, we would have learned a lot of things about the coaching carousel because of the Swifties. And what else? Yeah, that was basically it. How convenient what the hell are you talking about? around that? You know, the Swifty Army, bro. They you learn so much about people because these guys are doing like little FBI investigations on their own. Do you not know about football? <laughs> Do the well, of course, I know about like, football, but it's teach it's, you about football. It's fun to hear about football through the lens of like people who don't understand it, you know. Like, I'm not saying I'm some, some football savant over here or anything. I, I think that it's one of those things. And this is machismo. This is masculinity. This is something you and I both suffer from. Mm-hmm. Uh, toxic masculinity. Sometimes the answer's given. What's an offside? You know, what 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 happens if a two-point conversion intercepted goes the other way? But, you know, all your friends know, but you don't know, and you don't want to look stupid, so you don't ask. And now you're 26 years old, and you're like, what does happen if, it, if a kick is blocked and taken back the other way? What What goes on then? And now the Swifty Army is learning football and they're putting it on Twitter and they're saying, like, this is what this is. This is what this is. And you go, OK, all right. I learned something new. I kind okay. of appreciate it. I've, I've enjoyed being online from uh, Taylor Swift fan. You know? Yeah. I Look, the Internet's very negative. It's an awful place. So if we can make it a little bit better. Thank you, Taylor Swift. Anyway, men's basketball is basically back to work. They play like four games before. uh December 30th, and then they, you know, just roll through January, February. And what do the pushing. transfers look like? Because I know uh, you talked about like the the new the new players coming in and stuff. Because yeah. for the women's basketball squad, like I said last year, they had the oldest class they ever had thanks to COVID, and they're missing a bunch of those pieces. But the pieces they brought in have kind of done exactly what I thought they were going to do. It's been a little bit of growing pains, but they're doing a pretty good job on defense. They're shooting the ball relatively well. Yeah, I think we don't really know what it looks like until conference yeah. comes around. But I don't know if they're a 20 win team, but I think 17, 18 would be a solid guess. I think the lineup just been inconsistent and that's to be expected with like coming off odd breaks and stuff like where you're off for like two weeks. And then you get back to it and then it's like, oh, yeah, our main guy's out or whatever. I don't know if Colton Benson is like playing or not or anything. I've done zero work on this, honestly. You know what's scary? is like during the early signing period, not only are we going to have to cover basketball, we're going to have to cover fucking basketball too. Did I say that already? Basketball, football. Not only do we have to cover basketball, but we got to cover basketball. Basketball, again. Yeah, yeah no. Football I'm saying, and basketball. There you go. That's what I was trying to say. No. I don't, it's, but yeah, um, we don't even really start touching these teams until they, you know, once we get bounced out of the Moody Center by Texas, which everybody was kind of surprised that we, we led them at the half. And Texas did what Texas does. 
and came back and beat the dogs out of us 77 to 57. won their first game against UConn ever. Really? Yeah. That's yeah, kind of surprising. Texas is going to be a good team. Yeah, the women's okay. basketball pro- program is really good. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell what the team is going to be. We talk every year, non-conference schedules, kind of weak every single season. You know, the men's team plays Texas. That's kind of a big deal. But for the most part, it's like, you know, they you don't really know until conference play rolls around uh, what, what we're really working with. From a fan's point of view, at least, coaching staff hopefully knows a little bit better than we do. Um, it was a sad day for but, Colton when he went up to Austin to cover the women's volleyball uh, NCAA first, like, game of the tournament and they got bounced out that one too and then uh they and he was stuck around to see texas state basketball get bounced out to the movie center so tough tough time for your boy over there i think colton's bad luck let's let's start that conversation perhaps and you know what worst luck is i saw fucking mike craven this week at the texas state facility i was like get that guy out of here man what's he up to it is the uh, high school football playoff state championship weekend like starting today, going all the way into like I think Saturday. So yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of games being played. So I think he's more like hands on deck with that. But I would like to um have him back on before the bowl game, or after the bowl game. Excuse me, after the bowl game to talk to him and be like, all right, let's now that the season's over, explain yourself that you didn't have you know Ishmael Mahdi on your first team or TJ Finley on your first team. Which by the way, completely. I like how I, I like how the win now or get bent guys took real offense to that shit. I was like, damn. Huh? Man. What didn't? I guess my rationale, right? If I was Team Craven, which I guess I am, which we are, which that's we my, are. That's my boy. Don't get it twisted. We that's are my Team dog. Craven over here. That's my dog, capital D. But uh, like, if I was anti Craven, I guess I would, or no, pro Craven, yeah, I would be like, yo, uh, Ish didn't even play like two whole games and like a game and a half when his hand broke the whole first time. So that's like three other yep. games he didn't have. Yep. And the other part is that, like, he doesn't get paid extra to do that. He literally is just, like, painting a target on his back, being like, here's my two teams. And everybody decides to be like, fuck you, Craven. It's like, I feel bad for the guy, you Me know. Too. And he doesn't have I, to answer I, us, but he does every time. He doesn't time. have to do that. And he does. And, like, I appreciate it. Now, he did. I did tell him he got the quarterback wrong again. And he's like, look, this is what I think. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not watching every snap. It's so Harris. funny because it's not just us having these micro interactions with him. It's everybody in fucking Texas that has anything to say about this shit. It's so funny. Yeah, and, and it's look, he is a. Uh, I, I think he's trying too hard. Like this is again. Like, I think he's trying too hard not to be a UT homer. So he's like because of that, making it harder <laughs> for UT to get on these lists. And it's like, dude, come on. Like, what are we doing here? And he watched every snap. I, I guarantee you, he watched every snap of Frank Harris this year. He watched every snap of Quinn Ewers this year. He did not watch every snap of uh, of TJ Finley this year. Ma- yeah, maybe he did. I'm going to go on here and say, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Which is either. completely fair. I don't blame him. Yeah. He watched, no, more, he watched more TCU than I think was probably like he ever should have. That was yeah. a... That was toxic. That was like the first, the first game you go out and lose to Colorado. You're like, okay, whatever. And then he went to go see them again. Like two against tech. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Against tech. Exactly. Which turned into a dog shit game in and of itself for a variety of other reasons. Joe McGuire. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You can't win them all. You can't even pick some of these games to go to physically, let alone pick them for money. I, I would be, I would be curious and this is an open invitation to Craven. How curious are you? Next year, if you do this, if you do the you, if you do the uh, the wrap around Texas, like you're going to go all these different, you know, Texas stadiums and stuff. It's part of a coffee table book he's can, doing with Texas Monthly with Dave. Can Campbell. I go with you? Ooh, I pitched a follow up. I was like, let me get blackout drunk at every tailgate, and I'll prove who parties harder. Well, I was, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, what would it take for us to carpool? I don't think he likes me that much, though. I would love to do that. I would absolutely, I would spend, I would give up my entire wow. fall weekends to go to all of the games that he goes to. That'd be fun. I mean, would, would, wouldn't it be? Or just like, would what you if be, we, you'd be like a doctor and you'd be what like a scribe? Me? What if it was just you and me in one car and him in another car and we just went and did a Dave Campbell's tailgate podcast? from that location yo and we just did like a live show 
and we just talked to you know we did like a college game day but like at the location dave campbell sponsored i would do i would be more than willing yeah. to do that yeah. to go to all these because it's only it's only in the state of texas like we could totally do the state of texas that's totally mm-hmm. doable yeah Set up some cameras, set up some Wi-Fi, get some Ethernet cords running. All you would need to do is get the coach as he's walking into the stadium to talk and then get a guest picker. I mean, how hard would that be? Yeah. I mean, for a shit like that, you just hit up the SID and go, when is he fucking possibly available? Or if you don't, you just, you know, zoom in or pre-record it and just roll it as a tape. We could be, I'm not going to compare us to anybody, but we could be like the two dudes on the stage talking to people or on on the table talking to people. If Ish is available, I'd love to have Ish with us too. That'd be so much fun. And uh, you know, Craven could be our Tom Rinaldi doing like the actual reporting. Being I'll do like, it. I'll do a comp for you. I'm Jesse Palmer, and you're watching The Bachelor, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna compare us to Herb Street and McAfee, but oh, okay. There, yeah, there was there's that too. I I would love I would you're love Lee Corso Ish. and I'm Kurt Herb Street. We could do that. I would love. I that would be a dream. Uh, the Dave Campbell's people are incredible. They're so talented. There's so much good shit over there. Um, this is my plea. 2024. The let's glazing, make it happen. The glazing that's happening on this podcast network episode. <laughs> <laughs> let's make it happen, baby. Like, let's, let's make it happen. How much, how, how much fun would that be? That would be so oh, much fun. Yeah. I, I would, if you're listening, uh, Jacob, I'm down. I w- free? For I'm free? willing to stop. Can we, can we comp gas or can we comp my slushies at Bucky's at least? Yeah, slush, Bucky slushies, and that's it. I would be fine with that. I, I would guess, go yeah. to the ends of the earth. That'd be, I mean, that'd be maybe, so maybe an fun. oil change or two for my fucking truck if we're gonna do that. Uh, it's not that. See, that's the thing. It's not that far. All things equal, we go to the Sun Bowl once. All right, cool. We go to Odessa. Like, oh, all right, whatever. God, yeah, I'll get my fucking truck robbed in El Paso. <laughs> love, love, love to do it. That'd be so yes, much. Says fun. it's in Terlingua. What the fuck? This I. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. I'm, I'm yeah. offering. Thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs> we ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. Better not come any closer. Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up. Eat them up.